0: what's going on everybody welcome back on in we are here monday afternoon philadelphia sports talk philly Tag with rb run it back philly shout out to my guy dj eastwood man we're here to talk to you guys we're gonna talk eagles sixers right we got gardner Minshew. <laughs> i can't believe that's even like a, <laughs> a viable topic here but um you know gardner Minshew. then we'll get into some ben simmons stuff uh some reports just came out a little while ago, uh, but man, we're gonna we're gonna be here chopping it up. DJ, how you doing, my guy?
1: What's up, man? Glad to be back yeah. collabing. Um, couple of months until real things happen, so you know the 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 off season. I've only been doing this for like two years. I think you have two. The offseason season is just dragging. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, there's some things to talk about. We're gonna have a yeah. good time.
0: I feel like this whole offseason, especially in terms of the Sixers, has just been like a drag because we're waiting on one thing, and it, it's just being it's being stretched out to the point where, you know, <laughs> you might end up running it back. Shout out to your name. But um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't really experienced an offseason like this one where it's like literally everything circles around one thing and one thing only.
1: No, it, I haven't either. And honestly, maybe in the history of the franchise, to be to be honest with you and i don't think we'll ever see it again it's such a polarizing topic and shout out to Jonathan Himes in the comments he said i'm so tired of hearing about Ben Simmons but at the same time it's something that none of us has have ever seen this situation is something that none of us have ever been through and it, the franchise is is in such a weird position right now it's just uh it's a topic that's not going to go away until it's over so
0: yeah and i and i think people have to realize something like you know, we're not just trying to talk about Ben Simmons. We're not just trying to talk about one topic. Like, we love that. We want to see the team do good. We want the team to thrive. But, like, everything really revolves around one thing because we have no cap space. We had a late draft pick, and, we you know, we ended up drafting a player that's not even polished or anything like that. And now we're just at the situation we're at. We re-signed a couple guys, and we signed a couple just average free agents. Like, what? there's not really much else to say at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's not yeah. Yeah, you want to talk about the team and it's really just, yeah, you're right. Ben Simmons is is holding up all discussion topics because you can't even really talk about the construction of the roster. You can't talk about anything until it's over.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yo, shout out to PD in the chat. Eagles uncensored, what's going on, my guy? Shout out to Tyrese Maxi, Minshew Mania. We're gonna get into it, man. We have some strong opinions about this, and I, I feel like people aren't hearing it. Uh Philly Girl, what's going on? Nathaniel's Ooh, that that uh title that making us running it back. There you go. You must have known something, right? You must have looked into the future or something like that.
1: It sucks because I named the damn show after the the Sixers botched the Jimmy Butler team, oh, okay. and uh, I thought Jimmy Butler was coming back, and I and I titled it "Run It Back" because that's what we were saying. We need to run it back. Now I do not want to run anything back at all. <laughs> I can't I want to be- run Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey back. That's what I want to run back.
0: Let me ask you this. Like, can you even believe that we're at this point? Because months ago, and, and I mean, I've gone back. I've gone so far at this point with people about this. Like, people seem to just be forgetting how we felt just a couple months ago. I mean, we were truly embarrassed on the national stage. And, like, can you can you even believe that we're here with, you know, a, m- a month and a half to go till camp, not even. And we're probably about to run this thing back.
1: Yeah, I, I, pfft, I just don't. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. And I think now that I heard, I heard a rumor yesterday that, uh, people, you know, people have been saying this all summer, but talks are starting to heat up once again on the Ben Simmons trade. And I think Daryl Morey's going to get, feel the pressure when, when the season's about to start, when training comes about to start, he's about to feel the pressure because it's a disastrous situation that you don't want to have in your locker room at all. um, And we can also talk about Rich Paul and the fact that he's getting sued by New Noel and he's he's becoming uh, known as a snake in the as far as agents go. And he probably had a lot to do with Ben Simmons not contacting anybody. And Rich Paul hasn't even, you know, uh, hasn't even uh, put his foot on the pedal yet. You know, if if they get closer to the season, Rich Paul could could pull something and say, you know, Ben's not coming there, you guys. So you guys might as well do something. We're not we're not coming back and, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but it could get really weird and ugly. And I think it'll probably get to the point where you're going to take what you can get, which is unfortunate because our luck will take what we can get and then Damian Lillard will be traded at the deadline.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. And I I agree 100%. And, you know, we just saw a report a little while ago. Here's the latest on it. Shams comes out. And I feel like we've been seeing one of these like every single day. Like DJ said, Uh, Toronto and Minnesota continue to be the most interested teams. Package proposals from both teams have not been up to the Sixers liking, as it seems nothing has because of the asking price. And uh, all signs, this is per Shams, by the way, all signs are pointing to Simmons' career in Philly coming to an end. And another part of that piece. I, I don't see it here, but Chance uh, was pretty much saying that Daryl Morey, as we, me and DJ have both stated over and over again, and people want to say that we're crazy for it. Daryl Morey is literally, you know, playing the risky waiting game again, as we've been saying, he's either, you know, I tweeted this out. This is either going to end up really, really good for the Sixers and we're going to get our guy and we're not going to have a lot of competition or, you know, we're, this is going to turn into a disaster and, you know, Ben Simmons might not report. And then Dame, Damian Lillard doesn't become available. And then, like DJ said, we have to settle for an average player. And then, honestly, I mean, you know, it's just a failure at that point. But what do you think about that, DJ?
1: Yeah, I know it's Daryl Morey's best interest to move the franchise forward uh, for the future and for the better of the future. And, you know, he's not even looking at this upcoming season. And that's with us. Of course, we're reactionary fans. We're always looking at this upcoming season. So that's the battle right now is that Daryl Morey's is going to say to himself, I don't care what the fans are mad about, you know, this upcoming season, if we got to, if it has to be weird for six months and then you trade Ben at the trade deadline and turn the roster over and you win a championship a year from then or two years from then, then it's a success. So he, I think he's probably willing to put the fans in an awkward position with, with this team, because he's looking at years down the line. He's not looking at this upcoming season, but at the same time, Joel Embiid is not a guy that's gonna play until he's thirty-eight years old, and I feel like every mo- every month now is wasted. All, you know, every month now is like, okay, we wasted another month of Joel Embiid's career that could be over when he's thirty-one, and he's gonna turn twenty-eight. Uh, well, I guess he just turned twenty-seven, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like the timer's running out on Joel Embiid. Daryl Morey's willing to play a waiting game. It's a whole mess.
0: Yeah, I hear you, man, and I absolutely agree. Shout out to everybody. We got 80 people in the chat, guys. Drop a like. We are live on both channels, by the way. Philly take with RB and Running Back Philly. Be sure to like up the streams, man. Uh, Sub if you're new. We're going to keep pounding out this content every single day. I know there hasn't really been a lot of substance to it, but, you know, we're doing what we can. Um, But continuing on to that, you know, I know you've been critical of Daryl Morey, so have I. Um, We're starting to take a look in the mirror at Daryl, honestly. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, can you really blame him, you know, at this point? Because I mean, someone, you know what the comment right here, Dame's going to request out the second we trade Ben Simmons. It's almost like, you know, can can you really blame Daryl for going that high and trying to build value up? But then again, I see it like you do. I think that I don't think Ben Simmons guys, I don't think he's coming to training camp. I knowing Ben's personality, knowing the type of player he is, he's that type of guy. You know, if this guy gets anxious at the free throw line, you think he's really going to come out to start a season with fans that hate him? I mean, let's be honest, man. There's just no way that Ben – I just don't see a way that Ben's going to come out here, especially – you know, this is the first time Joel Embiid publicly called him out. And Joel's like a teddy bear. He's like a nice guy. Even Doc Rivers, who babied him all year, called him out. Like, (laughs) is there any way that he even comes back to play for this team? I I don't see it happening.
1: I don't see it happening either. And all he's been posting the whole offseason is, you know – in L.A. He always makes sure he he puts the location L.A. Uh, yeah. He's always like in a car throwing a peace sign. Right when the season was over, he posted a picture of himself on the bench that said on to the next one. You know yeah. what I mean? So as soon as that thing was over, he was probably like, all right, I'm out of here. And the fact that he won't come out and just say, hey, I want you guys to trade me, that would be nice if he would do that. Then it, then it would heat things up and be like, all right, Ben Simmons is trying to force a trade. Now, there's going to be more action or something, so it's just annoying, but I really think he just went and he went to L.A. He cut off all ties with the team. Some people say it's because he needed to clear his head after everything that happened, and uh, it's just if he wanted to clear his head, he wouldn't be posting on social media, floating in a pool, laughing, while his you know home country is in the Olympics and all this. He just doesn't care at all about what's going on, and he and he makes it perfectly clear to me that he doesn't care. Uh, it's hard to see him coming back. But also, like, people keep wanting to talk about we need to bring him back and raise his trade value in the beginning of the season. Uh, How can that happen? How's that even possible? It can't.
0: The the answer is that it can't. And that's why I never understand that argument because, okay, you're going to bring the guy back to this team, right? And are are we just going to make the assumption now that he's going to give it 100%? Are we just going to make the... The assumption that this guy's going to try to go win us ball games, knowing that he's about to be on the move. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's just, a you know, sometimes it's not even the player. It's just a fit in, in an organization and it just does not fit anymore. It doesn't fit what we're trying to do. We've seen it time and time again that it's just not going to work. And I don't care what anybody says, man, you know, we've backed this guy for however many years and... You know, people, again, people just want to act like two months ago did not happen. I mean, we, this was our chance and I know the guy has soaring potential, but at the end of the day, like DJ just said, he keeps trolling us, man. He keeps trolling us. You know, we defended the guy for how many years and he continues to put out these soaring videos of him throwing down uh crazy dunks and shooting the ball from 40 feet out. <laughs> and when we get in the game, it doesn't work. And I had this argument the other day with somebody like you have to, ha- you know, be a threat to shoot the basketball. Somebody tried to bring up uh Giannis to me. You know what Giannis does? He sucks at shooting, but
1: he shoots. He gets better at it. He and also, yeah, his game opens up. Giannis also d- doesn't bring the ball up the court and doesn't initiate the half court offense. And when he did in the beginning of that final series, that's why they were down. zero and two, because they were trying to run the offense through Giannis. And finally, Budenholzer was like, Oh yeah, I have Drew Holiday, and they started running pick and rolls with Drew Holiday from the top and giving Giannis all the space in the middle, and Giannis also doesn't have Joel Embiid next to him, you know? So if if they want to compare Ben to Giannis, that's cool. He has to be on a team that doesn't have a center in the paint drawing all this attention. He has to be playing with a Brooke Lopez or something like that, a guy that can stand outside. It's just it doesn't make sense that one guy scores all of his points in the paint, Joel Embiid, and another guy scores all of his points in the paint. It never made sense from the beginning. We tried to lie to ourselves for a long time that this can work. It just can't work. You need a guy on the outside and a guy on the inside. It's basic spacing.
0: Yeah, especially with your point guard. And then another point on that is like Giannis has heart, man. We just want, you know, I've been saying this, like even if Ben Simmons came out after the game seven and took, you know, full accountability, we would still rip him, but it would not be like this. Like he is obviously trolling the fans of Philadelphia. He doesn't want to be here and if he comes back, you know, they're going to say all the right PR things. Like they're going to act like this is okay, but no matter what you guys say, Daryl Morey has been actively shopping this guy. He will continue to do so, and the ball lies in Damian Lillard's court. Um if we don't get him, you know, we could settle for an average player, but then again, you know, we're in a tough situation. We don't want to settle for an average player because we know the potential and if he lives up to it, then it's going to look bad on our part. But like, you know, my my yeah. last thing is like like DJ said, we gotta capitalize, man. I'm not saying we have to win the chip next year, but Joel is not gonna play till he's 38 years old. So, you know, un- unless you want to risk this thing getting to a point where we may have to start over again, I think you gotta make a move, man. And, and you know, as a Philly fan, I'm not gonna be that same guy I was before, where I want to cling on to people. I don't care what it takes, and that may differ from everybody else. If Damian Lillard becomes available. You give the Blazers an offer they cannot
1: refuse. You
0: get it done, and that's where I'm at with that.
1: Right. I'm, I'm going to start having some hot takes pretty soon about Tyrese Maxey, though, and I'm torn still because, you know, if Dame does become available, I, I think Tyrese Maxey's part of the trade package, and that and yep. that sucks. I would still do it, but that sucks. But people are on this thing where. If you trade Ben and it's not for an absolute superstar, which I don't know where they're getting this value from, that you that you you know got to give up Ben, somebody else, and three first-round picks and two pick swaps to even make that happen. It's not Ben and you get a superstar back. But they're acting like if you don't get a superstar back, it makes your team worse. And all of the four-on-five half-court basketball we watched in the playoffs and in the regular season in crunch time, I don't care about his transition numbers in the first half, I don't care about him scoring... 16 points in the first quarter. None of that. When the pressure is on, it's four on five. The guy stands under the basket. He makes the job harder for Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. And I don't think, I don't understand how getting rid of that situation makes your team worse, especially with Tyrese Maxey looking the way that he looks. It can only improve the spacing. Get him the hell out of here. (laughs) I just, I don't understand it. that We lost the Atlanta Hawks and people are still talking about this guy's Oh, our defense is going to get worse. It wasn't good enough to stop <laughs> Trey Young and, and who else? Yeah,
0: it's just embarrassing at this point. And, and the fact that people are just okay, you know, let's, let's be completely honest with ourselves. Last year, we got the one seed. A lot of the games, you know, weren't really games. I mean, we were going up against backups for a lot of those games. A lot of teams were hurt. And we saw what happens, you know, come playoff time again for the third time. In four years, I mean, you just can't win without all of your guys being able to at least propose a threat on offense, and you know it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing we lost to a team with pretty much no playoff experience, and this was our best chance. And every other team got better in the East. Every team got better. So if we, you know, if you want to keep on trying to say the uh, the same thing and just staying complacent, everyone else is getting better, man. It's you know, I I keep saying we're gonna win regular season games. We're going to win 54 games, but come playoff time, you know what they're going to do. I mean, there's no secret about it now. So it's just rough, man.
1: Um, it, the, the the pick and roll in the NBA is the, is the most run play for a reason. And that's what Atlanta did. And it started from the top and you had to guard Trey Young in the pick and roll and the spacing in the paint was incredible. And John Collins was catching alley-oops left and right all day. And uh, I want that. I want that spacing. That's what yeah. I want. I want to see what Joel Embiid looks like when – you have to bring a double team from fifteen feet away, not some guy that was gonna guard Ben Simmons under the rim and now you can just take a step to his left.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Rick Bennett with the four dollar super chat. Thanks so much. Is like and subscribe. I will catch you guys later. I'm working. Shout out to Rick, man. Great channel member. And um shout out to Andre with the five dollar super chat. Can Ben and Maxi become a deadly pick and roll combo? DJ, take it. <laughs>
1: If, if Ben's a small ball five, then yes, I think Ben has potential to be an elite cutter to the rim. We've seen him do it a lot of times. You can even, he can even cut to the rim and catch the ball at the elbow. And then, you know, he can kick out from that. He can do a lot of things with the ball in his hands when he's not the main ball handler at the top. And it's all about the playoff series when those teams start playing real defense. And when it comes to Ben Simmons, that means stop playing defense and just back up or go guard somebody else it's all different when that happens so i don't know it's hard for him to even set a screen when people are playing defense like that because his defender's not even guarding him on the screen he can just go double team the guy with the ball <laughs> it's yeah
0: yeah exactly and and i see someone in the comments said ben would just set the pick and that's it and that's the thing like the guy doesn't really have much of a game down low either like he has to work on that and, and i feel like people forget that as well um that would work But at the end of the day, like, you know, we have Joel Embiid who can set big boy screens. And then, you know, in terms of Ben Simmons, like, I keep trying to tell people, like, if the guy doesn't shoot at all, your offense is not going to be fully capable of doing what it can. If Ben would just be a threat to shoot the ball from the corner, do you know how much better that would make our team? I mean, you would have Tyrese running the point. Fine. Ben Simmons was never a point guard. You have him at the three or the four. Then you have Joel Embiid. And that's another thing. People keep saying, oh, move Ben to his natural position. Move Ben to his natural position. Then what the heck do you do with $36 million Tobias Harris? The guy can't play the three. And that's, you know, Tobias Harris is another reason we're in this situation. But let's be, you know, keep it real with ourselves. We know Tobias Harris is not a max player. It was a bad contract, but he's going to give you 22 a night. That is what Tobias Harris is. He's not flashy, none of this, none of that. Sure, we can move Ben to the floor and he can be a, a... Solid player, but it's not, he's a number one overall pick. He's got to live up, man. Come on. Uh,
1: I don't, you don't have to move anything though, because if you watch the fourth quarter of game seven, George Hill was handling the ball and Ben Simmons was standing under the rim. So he was already playing the four, except you already had Tobias. So you had two power forwards on the floor next to a center. And that kind of almost rehashes my videos from a couple years ago when we were playing Al Horford, uh, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Josh Richardson, there's four forwards on the floor, so you know you traded Josh Richardson for Seth. That's a good trade, but if Simmons is still standing under the rim with Tobias and, and Embiid, there's three forwards on the floor. You just can't play basketball like that.
0: You can't. You can't. And people were talking in the comments about about the free throws, guys. That's another thing. I mean, I mean, you know how this guy shot in the playoffs. I could have done better. I honestly believe that. And I've never stepped on an NBA court in my life. I really believe I could have shot free throws better. Okay, fine. You know, some guys just can never shoot free throws. Well, tell me how the hell earlier this season he was shooting 75%. Where did it go? Where did it go? And then in addition to that, this is the worst part about it. And this is why some Philly fans make us look miserable. Because it's not like the guy can't shoot. I've been stressing this for so long now. Both of us have. The guy has a jump shot. He won't shoot it. He can. He can at least try. Every time the guy pulls up from the corner, it looks fine. How about the two-week stretch where he earned his all-star nod and the guy was out here you know, ripping everybody to shreds? And where did that go? Don't tell me it's because Joel Embiid came back in or this or that. No, that's on Ben Simmons. Come on, man.
1: Yeah, it is all mentality. And if you don't have the mentality at 24, or 25 years old, he just turned 25, right? If you don't have the mentality at 25, you're not going to have it at 26, 27, 28, 29. Mentality is something you learn as a child. It's just never going to change. His mindset's never going to change. It has to be a team that can put the right players around him. He's never going to turn into a 6'10 James Harden and be shooting step-back threes in a game. It's never going to happen. I don't know why people think it's still going to happen. It's literally never going to happen.
0: It's unfortunate, man, because I, I feel like a lot of people that, you know, They see it from a a higher perspective, right? Maybe on the national stage, they see these videos and they see what, you know, he puts out there and it's just like, watch the, you know, if you watch his team on a daily basis, like, where is it, man? Where is it? And, and, oh my God, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's really, it's terrible because I wanted the next LeBron to come out of Philadelphia and I thought we had him. I really did. And if Ben Simmons at least makes his free throws, we probably win the championship. He probably go to the finals and win honestly and it, it's just
1: it's rough man it's rough possible it's possible but i I, I think he would have held us back in the finals too
0: yeah he, no he probably would have he probably would have um
1: it really looks like when people talk about him shooting the shooting with the wrong hand that really makes it make some sense to me because like I imagine myself if I was playing basketball trying to shoot with my left hand and I, I would have to think about it way too much. And I wouldn't be able to pull the trigger when I'm open and and know where to where to pull the shot at and all that stuff because you're thinking of it, it's awkward and it, maybe that's what it is because when he's on the block and he turns and he has a panic move when the shot clock's running down it's always his right hand he naturally goes to his right hand so if he would have learned how to shoot with his right hand he would be a lot more natural at pulling the trigger and pulling up for jump shots without overthinking it and all that stuff but you know his his genius dad for some reason decided to make him a left-handed jump shooter and. You already know what I think about that guy.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, we're gonna talk about our what we would do right now if you know we were in charge. Um, but shout out to Andre with the five dollar super chat. We trade Ben, then we have to depend more on Matisse. Do you think Matisse is ready to play more minutes? What do you think, DJ? Why do we
1: have to depend more on Matisse? I mean, Matisse is the other. It is a great defender, but I, I'm I'm just over this. Thought that you have to have lockdown defenders all over the floor to win basketball games. You don't. Teams are teams are winning games 140 to 132. Like, teams are winning games 129 to 118. Yeah. You don't have to hold people to 97 points to win games in the NBA. You have to be able to put the ball in the basket. So, yeah. I, I, I just don't. Th- I, I just, I'd rather see a little bit of a dip in, in defensive efficiency and score more points. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would agree with that and kind of on the contrary though like I think Matisse should have already been playing more minutes and I think Doc Rivers just doesn't like going to young guys That's just who he is and I think he's got to come out of his stubborn ways but in terms of Matisse you know everybody was talking about his jump shot in the Olympics it looks a lot better but I'm I'm not going to be the guy anymore to, to look at offseason stuff you know come day one if Matisse is shooting the ball better yeah, he deserves to play a lot because that dude, I, you know, he's one of the best young defenders I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Like he is amazing. And you know, if we do trade Ben Simmons and fine, Matisse can, can nurture his way in. Uh, we also have Danny green back on the squad, which I mean, that's going to be a whole nother thing, but you know, it, in terms of what he brings on, on the floor, I'm glad that we got Danny back now, other things obviously different, but uh, Matisse Steible could hopefully end up being our three or I'm sorry, our two way guard of the future. You know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, Danny Green's gonna find out real real quick how much Philly fans know and how much they don't forget. And in other fan bases, he could have said what he said on a podcast and nobody would ever care. Nobody would ever say a word. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced Danny Green's name. And just as a sarcastic troll, the entire arena boos him just because. Philly fans need to be better. Philly fans need to be nicer. Philly fans don't like that kind of stuff. You know, and the people you see on Twitter and Facebook groups and stuff, those aren't the people that are actually in the arena. The people in the arena are really 80% of them live in Philly. They, they do not play games when it comes to stuff like that. And that's why I think not just Danny Green for those comments, but Ben Simmons is going to get eaten alive if he comes back in a Sixers uniform. And yeah. then we're going to hear it all day every day on Twitter about how bad Philly fans are and they need to be nicer and all that kind of stuff. But, you know.
0: Yeah, it's just – it's crazy at this point. Um, Mike says, Shams has a report regarding Philly, Toronto, and Minnesota. Yeah, we, I mean, it's pretty much the same things we've been seeing. At the end of the day, it's not really in our in our field anymore. Like, we just have to wait and see what happens, really. Um, this thing could get ugly. It could get ugly in camp. Uh, but I'm going to turn it over to DJ after this. Shout-out to uh, Daniel five dollars super chat says you guys think there's any chance ben ends up in minnesota appreciate it daniel um I'll, I'll let dj take this you know like is you know if you're the gm is there a way that you know you just end up trading ben and maybe missing out on, on a superstar player you know and train him to minnesota or i don't know indiana or a team like that or toronto what do you think
1: are we talking about d'angelo russell
0: i mean it's Yeah, I I mean, if if he went to Minnesota, I would think it would be for D'Angelo, Russell, Malik Beasley, a package like that. Um,
1: I mean, first of all, I don't think it's terrible for Minnesota. I think Carl Anthony Towns is a little bit more of an agile, floor-stretching kind of uh, new-age center than Joel Embiid is. So, you know, Ben can play the paint, and and Towns can hang out outside a lot more, and that's what he likes to do anyway because he can't move anybody on the block. (laughs) But uh, I don't think it's a bad idea for for Minnesota as far as us. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I feel like he gets a lot of hate recently. He hasn't been healthy for a long time, but when he is healthy, you know, he had an All Star season in in uh in Brooklyn, I believe it was right. And um, we wanted to draft him, and before we were forced to draft uh, Okafor. Um, he's a shooter, can't guard anybody, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I just I would do it great. I would probably do it.
0: So you're saying like, say we say a month goes by now and you know, nothing coming out of Portland's camp. Are you willing to just deal Ben at this point and just, you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. Sucks, but I am, I don't want this to, (laughs) I don't want this to start the season. I don't. Um, and I don't think Dame's requesting a trade. I don't, I listened to his whole, uh, new rap album. Um, which by the way, I don't know if it's that rappers these days are so terrible that Damian Lillard is a good rapper or that Damian Lillard is actually a good rapper, but I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, but he just seems to like, he likes, he likes where he lives. He likes the lifestyle that he lives. He he just doesn't seem like he cares that much about winning an NBA championship. And maybe he doesn't.
0: Yeah. He talks about a lot about how he, how he's taken care of financially. So, I mean, it is what he's, it is, you know? He's
1: living the life. If he's like, hey, I get to play basketball and make millions of dollars and I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, I don't know. If, if winning a ring isn't that important to him, then maybe it's not. I'm sure every player wants to hit a game-winning shot in the NBA Finals, though, you know? Doesn't he want that? Yeah.
0: I mean, he is a competitor, so <clears> I, <throat> I feel like it's going to get to him sooner or later. You know, we're in the age where it doesn't even matter anymore. You know, Russell, look at, look at the L.A. Lakers. I mean... <laughs> Every guy is signed with the Lakers. They just ended up signing uh, Rondo, I believe, or they're about to. And I mean, uh, you know, even Russell Westbrook just teamed up with LeBron James. Like at this point, Dame, you, you can't waste your prime, man. But um, in terms of my opinion, like I don't, I don't know if I would just trade Ben for scraps at this point. But I also don't want this to mess up the locker room chemistry. Like, I, I honestly, I hope that Ben would not report. And and. I don't want them to come in and I don't want these guys to have chemistry issues and, you know, half of the locker rooms divided and then half of them are backing them up. Like I don't want that. You know, if you're not going to play with us, don't come um, and, and request a trade. Okay. And you, you know, Daryl will do what he has to do. So
1: somebody said DLO isn't the answer, but who is the answer? There is no answer. That's the problem. There's no answer. You're not, you can't get the guy that's going to, that's going to be this superstar pairing with Embiid. He's not out there. Damian Lillard is not available. Yeah. Uh, I just... Not,
0: and I don't understand what what's taking them. You know, like, what 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 are you going to see in camp that we don't see? I mean, the, the team went out and got Cody Zeller and, and Tony Snell. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Um, but then again, they can't get anybody. They can't. And why wouldn't Portland take a a young core, you know, a Ben Simmons, a Tyrese Maxey draft picks. Why wouldn't they take that?
1: Why do you think, do do you think this age of LeBron James is bad for the NBA? Because it seems like when you say they can't get anybody, it seems like it's because everybody that's available wants to play with LeBron James. And maybe when LeBron James finally retires, players will be like, Oh, Damian Lillard's a really good point guard. I would fit perfectly. Maybe we can do something, but nobody seems to even consider it because they all just want to go play with LeBron James.
0: Yeah, I think people, you know, I think we're in the ring chasing era, and honestly, I, I truly believe that Kevin Durant broke the NBA twice, and I think we're in the second time that he did that. Um, honestly, every everything since KD joined the Warriors and then joined the Nets has all been about super teams. I, I feel like every you know everyone broke because of KD.
1: Right, but it's 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 annoying, but it's also like why the the dig, the dignity behind it, you know, like. If you give a girl an engagement ring, but you don't marry her, does she? Does the ring is does the ring mean anything? Like, yeah, it has financial value, but does the ring actually mean anything? So I don't understand why an NBA player would even want a trophy in their cabinet because they know how they got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's. I I never would have seen a guy like Russell Westbrook, um, taking his talents to LA with LeBron. I I really never would have thought I I'd seen that. And now, you know, the Lakers literally signed every free agent. I don't know how they did it, but they did. (laughs) Well, actually, I do know how, you know, the 10 10 through 15 guys on the roster are, like, pretty good vets who took, like, a million dollars
1: to play. It's unbelievable. But Somebody took – somebody – who was it? That was, like, a 24-year-old that took less money to go there. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Why would your goal at that age to not be – Get the biggest contract you can get.
0: And this is why I'm saying, like, we don't have a chance. Like, last year was our chance, people. And that's why we have to literally go above and beyond and do something. We're not going to – we you know, we might finish third in the East, fourth in the East, but are we really going to contend for a championship now? I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: But Yeah, and, and what Durant did, it seems like, you know, when you see him get into feuds on Twitter and stuff, it seems like he's not a very – I don't think he's a very happy person when it comes down to it, and I don't think he really likes his own decision. Uh, it's just weird to me, it just yeah. is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Russ was traded there. He didn't just take his talents there. Well, we obviously know Russ had play in it. You know, yeah, he was I mean, recruited. Yeah, I mean, come on now. This is this is the NBA nowadays. Um,
1: I don't th- I don't think it's gonna be good though. I think this is the end of. And I've been a LeBron James fan my whole his whole career. Uh, when he went to L.A., I kind of lost interest. I wasn't really rooting for him anymore. I, w- I liked when he went back. To- I liked when he went to Miami because I hated the Celtics, and I wanted them to beat the Celtics, and, yeah, LeBron started to build your own super team thing. He went to- back to Cleveland. I was still rooting for him because that was a fun story, but he went to L.A., and I was like, nah, I don't really care anymore. Uh, yeah. And this might be the end of LeBron James' dominance because I don't think this team's going to be very good with Russell Westbrook clogging up the sh- the-, the bad shots. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they'll I think they'll be a formidable team. I
0: just, I don't know if they'll win at all, but I know they have a lot of depth. So it's, I mean, they, they surrounded with all the shooters they needed. So it's, it's really about health in my opinion. But um, Andre with the $5 super chest is when you're as good as KD, everyone, everyone wants to play with you. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, we finally had gotten back to a point where it was two stars on every team. Katie went to Brooklyn with Kyrie. They recruited James Harden and now look where we're at. We're right back into it. And it's just how it is.
1: They can't stay healthy though. I'm not still not worried about them.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I'm not as worried about the Nets, but I feel like the East as a whole got a lot better. You look at teams like Miami as well, you know, it's it's a lot. So
1: Yeah, Miami. Yeah.
0: I I honestly felt like there was a good chance we were gonna move the Tobias contract. Um just so that we could have more flexibility going forward, because, you know, he's making a lot of money. So
1: it's another one that you can't trade. You, can, you just yeah. can't. You can get a guy that can score 19 points per game a lot of ways without paying $180 million. It's just a terrible contract that nobody wants.
0: Yep. Yep. Mal- uh, Malik Monk took a minimum contract too. Yeah. Every guy, every guy. Malik did-
1: Monk went to the Lakers.
0: Yeah, every, every young player went to the Lakers. <laughs> and even Rondo just got bought out by the Grizzlies. And, you know, they were talking about Philadelphia. And then boom, he's to the Lakers as well. I mean, it's crazy, man.
1: What can the NBA actually do about things like this? Because the players union is always going to vote. You know, the players have choice when they're free agents. And there's nothing really you can do about it.
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, They can't because he, this is these guys' choices, you know? But... At the end of the day, give us your thoughts in the chat. We got 150 in the house, man. Drop a like on the stream, subscribe to the channels. We're live on both. Uh, we might take some callers in a little bit. We're about to switch over to some Eagles talk, but um, yeah, give us your final thoughts, man. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're just going to keep monitoring the situation. My final opinion is that it's either going to work out really well, it's going to be a blessing in disguise, and we finally get what we want, or it's going to be another case of the Philly misses out. and. This thing could turn disastrous. I'm telling you, here's my hot take, DJ. In a couple years, say Ben Simmons doesn't get traded and this thing blows up. In a couple years, we may have to rebuild and start over. That's my hot take.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I think after Joel Embiid, we're gonna have to rebuild and start over anyway. Um
0: okay, let me ask you this is there a point in the next year or two where you know we constantly don't give the guy what he needs. He hasn't played with a a point guard and he says, you know what, like I know he just signed an extension, but I mean, is there a point where he grows unhappy?
1: Yeah, it's very possible. I think we're very lucky that Joel Embiid is the person that he is and just, you know, coming from Cameroon, Africa, and he's just so humble, and he he just got his driver's license like last year at, at 26 years old. He just doesn't do many things. He's not about the flashy American lifestyle. He really doesn't care that much. So maybe he's just a loyal guy that, enjoys having a passionate fan base and will stay here. But, uh, I mean, everybody wants to win and yeah, he could get to the point where he's like, you know what? Uh, I've done this enough. I want to win. I'm out of here. Trade me right now. So that could definitely happen too. Uh, if he had an agent, I would be more scared about it, but the guy doesn't even have an agent, man. He just, he's just super chill.
0: Yeah. I appreciate Joel and man, he's put up with a lot and, uh, you know, hopefully we make it through for him. And hopefully Tyrese Maxey becomes the guy that we think he can be. Um, that could be our solution. So.
1: My prediction is Malcolm Brogdon. And Ben Simmons goes to Indiana. And he's a terrible fit alongside uh, the guys that are there. Uh, but we get a traditional experience point guard. And Tyrese Maxey can play like a combo guard position. Maybe you trade Seth, maybe Seth comes off the bench. But I just fantasize about the spacing. <laughs> it's been a long time,
0: man. I and I'm telling you, we gotta upgrade our bench as well, man. You know, we signed a couple guys, but still I, I don't view it as that solid at this point.
1: But no.
0: Who knows, man? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um all right, let's transition over to the Eagles. I know DJ's been waiting all morning to give his take on this. So have I, man. I'm actually excited. Let us know who we got in the house, man. Um we'll start off with this comment here. Dave says Minshew's about to take over Philly. <laughs> Let's go.
1: <laughs> can I can I, I just want to start um, by you take I the- didn't even I didn't even realize. Like we traded a sixth round pick for him. I just thought, okay, the guy was a flash in the pan in 2019, 2020. He won the first game of the season. They literally lost every game the rest of the season, every single one. Uh, and he got traded for a sixth-round pick. And I just thought everyone was over Garner Minshew. Um, and then we I didn't realize it until I started posting on Twitter and people were responding that he's going to be the starter and he's better than Jalen Hurts and he's the future. And what are we really talking about? The, the, like, When you really compare their stats, it is easy to look at the numbers and say, Okay, Jalen Hurts isn't any better than this guy. When you but what all you've had is four games on a really bad Eagles team to be able to say that. Not that Gardner Minshew was playing on a good team, and I do give him credit that his interception percentage is low. And there's an article that I have with ten stats about Gardner Minshew that'll blow your mind. Like he's like the the third lowest interception percentage in in NFL history. With minimum five hundred throws, like he has some crazy stats, but it was like a, it was like a Ryan Fitzpatrick thing. It was a fire that burned out, and it's gone. Yep. Uh, and I just don't understand how he could be a threat to be the starter because your goal this year is to look f- toward the future, right? Your goal this year is to find out if Jalen Hurts is the future, and if Jalen Hurts is not the future, you need to draft another quarterback or something. Your goal is not to say, okay, Jalen Hurts is not the future Gardner Minshew is because now you're in the same situation. He's not a franchise quarterback either. So even if he would end up being better than Jalen Hurts, it still doesn't make sense because your goal is to end up with a franchise quarterback, not Gardner Minshew.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Um, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I'm about to go on a little rant here. Shout out to my guy, uh, Philly Foothills, man. Great Eagles content creator. What's going on, my guy? Appreciate you being in here. Um, We got a $5 super chat from Aaron. Uh, Woo! With Minshew at the helm, we're going to win four games, not three. Let's go. Uh, Shout out to Aaron, man. Great channel member. All right, man. I couldn't agree more. And here's my thing on it. We are in this situation for two reasons. Number one is the dingus known as Howie Roseman, and the other <laughs> is Eagles fans themselves. Now, hear me out, okay?
1: As Mina says, Foles in the chat.
0: <laughs> there you go. And Nick Foles is apparently in, in trade talks, or they're they're talking about moving him with the quarterbacks that they have. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Howie's on the phone with Chicago. First and foremost, people, I, I don't know if, if you've seen this as well, but where has the accountability for Howie Roseman gone? where in a in just months since last season oh we made a couple good veteran signings this and that we are in this situation because of Howie Roseman first off what GM makes a trade after the last preseason game on 9 a.m at 9 a.m on a Saturday morning to get a third string quarterback that is who Howie Roseman is the guy loves quarterbacks I mean that's just who he is right Only the Eagles fans would flip out about getting Gardner Minshew because every little thing this guy does in terms of, you know, drafting a quarterback, trading for a quarterback, we're scared that it's going to be a quarterback competition. Like, we really have to sit here and think, with Howie Roseman drafting Jalen Hurts, that's why we're here, honestly. And it's nothing against Jalen Hurts, you know, to your Jalen Hurts point. People have to, this is my second point as well about Eagles fans. We got to hit the the break a little bit, guys. I mean, this guy played four games, and I hate the pick. I will forever hate the pick, not because of Jalen Hurts, but because of it was, you know, you signed your quarterback to an extension and then drafted a quarterback, right? But Eagles fans, they're sitting here, and now because Nick Foles won the Super Bowl in 2017, every single quarterback move is under scrutiny. The guy played four games at the end of a rookie season. He was put in the worst situation ever, ever, I would argue ever, and he had all this pressure mounting on his shoulders, and at the same time, the Philly media is making this story and that story and this, and honestly, Jalen Hurts handled it pretty well, but he came in and he showed some flashes here and there. It wasn't perfect, but would you expect a guy who had essentially no preseason, no reps at all, and came in? And and he played okay. And now we're ready to exile Jalen Hurts. And now we're ready to talk about Gardner Minshew becoming the next quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles fans need to stop thinking about 2017. In 2017, we put magic on everything we touched. That is not going to happen again. And you know, I know Carson Wentz didn't play well, but ever since Nick Foles won that Super Bowl, it's Carson Wentz this. Carson Wentz can't do that. And now it's the same thing with Jalen Hurts. And now we're talking about Gar- look, Gardner Minshew is it was a great move in terms of a backup quarterback. And, and if I'm being honest, I don't get how they how we you know only gave up a six round pick to get him. But I'll end it off with this like Gardner Minshew may be able to start on another team. He's here to be the backup quarterback. And honestly, I don't know why we didn't just acquire the guy earlier. You know, we we paid Joe Flacco, and now we're out here acquiring Gardner Minshew. He's a good backup quarterback, but because of all their history, like tying it all together, because of everything that happened, and because of the way this fan base is just ready, ready to attack any quarterback. You know, Gardner Minshew starts for the Eagles. Guess what? We'll trade for another quarterback, and, and then he'll be our next starter. You know what I mean? We got to push the brakes, man, and I, I'm just sick of it. I mean, d- this guy, Jalen Hurts, give him a chance. Give him a chance.
1: Yeah. Please give him a chance. So the, the The whole why does it matter that they haven't announced him as the starter yet, It it matters to me. Because they should have put this to rest way back when they had a chance. They should have said day one after the Carson Wentz trade, Jalen Hurts is our starter. We're gonna see what we have in him for a whole year, but they didn't, and they won't, and they're out here. You know, everybody's gonna fight for a position, and I understand it's a new coaching staff and stuff, but just put it put it to rest. Don't give the fan base any more ammo, and then you go trade for Gardner Minshew, and you just gave the fan base more ammo for for to create a controversy. It's ridiculous. I don't understand it. Joe Flacco is not good, but you don't, nobody has a good backup quarterback. No team besides the 2017 Eagles were like, Hey, our backup is amazing. Who has a great backup? I don't understand it. If, 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 uh, Roethlisberger goes down, I don't even remember the guy's name that comes in for him all the time. He's terrible. They never win with that guy because he's a backup quarterback. I don't understand this. You have to have a great backup quarterback. If your quarterback goes down, you're screwed. It's just the way it is. Andy Dalton couldn't even take the Cowboys anywhere, and he was the best backup quarterback in the league. Right,
0: exactly. And and my thing as well is, like, we look at Gardner Minshew's stats, right? The fact that we only got a six-round pick for him and the fact that, you know, We just traded for him now. You're telling me there was no other interest in Gardner Minshew. That has to say something. That has to say something that no other team would be willing to bite on him. And, you know, we just took him for scraps, essentially. But if that's the case, like, why did we even sign Joe Flacco? Why didn't we trade a six-round pick earlier and bring Gardner Minshew in? Like, that's those are the things I don't get. And as crazy as it might sound, even kind of going against my earlier point, like, I think the Eagles should just reassure Jalen Hurts that he is the starter. Like, they haven't even told him, like you said, yet. They need to just tell him, like, you're the starter. We don't have anything else going on. That way, people will shut up about it as well. It's just very frustrating that, you know, since 2017, every single time now, there's going to be something about the quarterback. Like, I haven't heard any other fan base rave about their backup quarterback so much. Like, Eagles told (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're right. If he was so good, they would have gotten more than a sixth round pick for him. So nobody wanted him for a reason, literally. So anybody that's saying his interception percentage, his stats, and all of these rookie records that he said, all that stuff, no NFL general managers gave a crap about it because he's not good. Like they're smart enough to look past those misleading stats. But people are out here posting the stats and all this stuff. But when I went back and watched a lot of his highlights, and I wish I had the time to watch full games to see what the hell was going on, because every single time he threw the ball in these highlights, they were down by 38 points in the fourth quarter. And, and I'm 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 watching this like how they lost every game the whole season. All of his throws were in garbage time, and I'll give him credit—he he made a lot of great throws, and he didn't throw a lot of interceptions, which could have happened in garbage time, but. It looked like sometimes the defense was done. They were up 38-7, to and they were like, all right, game over. Oh, Minshew just bombed it over my head. I should have been paying attention. You know, it's really misleading numbers. I don't get it. And what did he do for He almost gave me Tim Tebow vibes because he's throwing the ball in the fourth quarter, and the Jaguars have three points. What happened in the first 75% of the game if this guy is so good? Why didn't he put the ball in the end zone ever? Right, right. And,
0: and, you know, on top of that, it's like, You know, in his defense, like for being a a former six-round pick and going to the Jaguars, like there was no expectations. Like he's played okay and he's been on a terrible team. But then again, it's like, you know, this guy has some of the same issues that people want to talk about with Jalen Hurts in terms of his arm strength. So it's like you got to pick at that point. And then again, you know, one thing that I have beef with over Philly fans is like the same people that are calling for Jalen Hurts' head already, are the same people that were complaining about Carson Wentz. So it's like, where do you, you know, where do you draw the line? Like, why why can't we just settle down? And, you know, even if we don't agree with the pick, like, why can't we give the guy a chance? I, I don't, you know, we used a second round pick to get this guy. It's like, come on, man. I mean, it's not even like he played just disastrous, you know, disastrously last year. I mean, it was okay, and he was put in a terrible situation. So, and everything that you've seen so far shows like he wants to take that next step. So,
1: yeah, and also with comparing the two, uh, who did Jalen Hurts have to throw to? Greg Ward Jr. Yeah, you know? uh, uh uh Travis Fulgham who w- looked like a superstar for a couple games but disappeared. Ninety-eight-year-old uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Like if you watch Minshew's highlights, I feel like ninety-nine percent of those throws are to D- Chark Jr who was an absolute stud that entire season and was snagging everything out of the air. So he had a big weapon. Even though they were terrible, I, I think the coaching staff was probably playing to his strengths more than Doug Peterson was playing to Jalen Hurts' strengths. I just think you're going to see a different Jalen Hurts with a with a, an offensive-minded coach that that works with receivers and just is going to put some thought into the play calling and the style of play and things. I just think you're going to see a different Jalen Hurts than that disaster that was going down last year.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and, I mean, he's a 22-year-old kid. Like, again, we got to – I think we have to at least give him a chance. Like, we can't just constantly, you know, start talking about this quarterback and that quarterback. And it's just – it's tough, man. It, It really is rough. And I just don't want people to forget why we're in this situation. It's because of what happened last year. And the one guy that didn't get fired that should have been fired is still here. And it's, it's sad that we have to sit up here and, and talk about a third string quarterback (laughs) potentially making a controversy. It really is.
1: And like, I, when I look at it, sometimes I'm like, all right, it's, it's a backup quarterback. It's a good signing, whatever. But at the same time, what went into Howie's mind that said, you know what, right now on a team that's in a transitioning period, we're not expected to win a lot of games anyway. We should just go see what Jalen hurts has and see if he can be the future i need to go sign a backup quarterback i just don't understand why no. and he just so happens to be a guy that is very likable in a fan base and the the philly fans are going to run with it they are big mike is in the chat and he's yeah, i see you big mike he's he just thinks gardner Minshew is going to be a starter
0: <laughs> i i don't i don't get where it comes from like I really hope, you know, we're supposed to take that next step. Like, we're supposed to find our guy. We thought Carson Wentz was that guy. He wasn't. So, now the fact that we we replaced him with somebody and everybody was happy to see Carson go, now we want to replace Jalen Hurts because of a a sample size of four games. I just, I don't get it, man. I I don't understand where everyone is this impatient. It's not like we've seen Hurts for three seasons and he just can't get it done, you know?
1: There's just no way people actually think Gardner Minshew is going to come in here and do something. It doesn't make sense because it's not like he's joining the Tennessee Titans when Ryan Tannehill went there. And it seemed like all they were missing was a game managing quarterback and they'll be good. This team was horrible last year. The Jaguars were horrible last year. This is a brand new coaching staff and a lot of new moving parts. And there's going to be growing pains. Gardner Minshew is not going to be any better on this team than he was in Jacksonville. And they were awful. They lost every single game. (laughs) I
0: don't get it. I, I just don't get it, man. I really don't. It, it's – and what it, what is your thoughts on the team this year? I feel like a lot of people are just drinking the juice at this point, and I just can't – I can't take it, man. Like, I, I don't know. I feel – you know, it's crazy to think we can maybe be in contention for the division, but then again, it's like I only view this team as like a 6-7 win team. But what do you think about that?
1: Like my win prediction?
0: Yeah, like where you know – some people think that this team is going to win like 10, 11 games. Some people think it's going to be six to eight. And then some people think we're just going to be, you know, dirt trash and win three games. So what, what do you think about that?
1: No, people aren't being realistic when it comes to like watching football over the years. And it's just almost a solid fact that when you get a brand new coaching staff, there's a ton of growing pains. And when you have a, uh, there's just a whole bunch of things that need to be ironed out. it Philly fans are going to be very surprised if they think this team's going to win 10 games. They're going to be very shocked and let down if they start out 0-5 because I don't know where these expectations come from, but we could get absolutely demolished by some of these teams that have been playing together for a long time. Even though the Atlanta Falcons aren't good, Kyle Pitts could run all over our linebackers in week one and put up 190 yards and three touchdowns it's just it could be it's so it's such an unknown that's the thing like this team's going to win 10 games or going to win 0 games nobody knows anything <laughs> so i'm setting myself up for the least uh amount of heartbreak as possible because i'm just not expecting much and that's fine but yeah. if you say we're going to win 11 games because of some good joint practices i just think you're setting yourself up for for disappointment
0: yeah i i just this is where we're at as a team right now. Like again, last year happened for a reason. We had to re, you know, hit the reset button. We have nice young talent, but I, I mean, it's crazy though at the same time because you know I'm watching the Giants yesterday. I mean, Daniel Jones freaking stinks, man. I mean, he's bad. And then the I Cowboys. I, I don't. I don't even know if Dak's going to be stable this year. And then I'm looking at Washington and I'm like, can Ryan Fitzpatrick really win a division? I, I just don't believe that. So like I don't know, it's weird. I th- I think eight games takes the division. Honestly,
1: it's very possible. It's Definitely possible. Yeah. Um it's just a total unknown. I just uh, I just I just don't. What is the Redskins' plan? What did know. they do in the
0: draft? I don't remember. They drafted defense again. They go defense, defense, and defense all the time.
1: They don't have a young prospect at quarterback. Well they had, they had
0: Haskins and obviously that yeah, didn't work terrible. out. Um they have the dude that they they signed the guy that, that helped them almost beat Tom Brady last year in the playoffs, uh Taylor Heineke. Oh, but I remember him. Yeah. I just I mean he's not really the future, so it's like I don't know, man. I, I think this division is gonna suck. So
1: where 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 did this where did this Jalen Hurts can't throw a football thing come from? I don't understand it.
0: I think people look at this guy. in in college and they think because you know he doesn't have the best arm that you know he just can't play and I I don't agree I've seen him throw balls down the field how about the throw last year to Deshaun Jackson like he's shown us some nice flashes he can move on his feet and I mean the guy's just shown some mental toughness from a young age so this is why I'm getting annoyed with it like give the guy at least a season to see what he can do you know
1: yeah and it it He's a worker, so if if his one weakness is his accuracy on a deep ball, if it, is that is that the main thing that people think that he's not accurate on a deep ball or that he throws it short, right? Yeah, like if that's his one weakness, I, I think he was probably throwing deep balls all offseason, every single day, working on it and getting better yeah. at it. And uh, David Brazell says Hertz can't outpass me, and I'm a semi-pro quarterback in Georgia. Okay, then lead your semi-pro team to to a championship, please, because that's that's what you have to do. He's one of the most accomplished college quarterbacks in the history of the game. I mean, I just don't understand it. Just look at the stats. The guy was just unstoppable.
0: Yeah, and you know, people want to look at the season that he got subbed out for Tua. Okay, fine. I mean, you know, not everything is just flowers all the time. You know, it's it's not just all pretty every every single time like this guy's <laughs> 22 years old Carson Wentz got drafted at what 23 I think and I mean he wasn't perfect in his first season We went seven and nine but we weren't ready to exile the guy I mean I don't know man it's tough but <laughs> anyway we're gonna uh, open up the phone lines we'll take a couple calls we want to hear from you guys man um hopefully we'll both be able to hear it but let us know, man. You know, give us some thoughts, Sixers wise, Eagles wise, whatever you want, man. Um, call into the show. I'm gonna put the phone number up, and uh, we'll see how it works. But while I'm doing that, um, what do you what do you think about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of like staying healthy this year? Like, do you think this is the year that we finally stay healthy because we've had an insurmountable amount of injuries the last couple years and it just takes away from our team by the time we and now we have an extra game, too. So it's like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's a black cloud over the city. It's been like that for a long time now. I don't understand it. Even with Devonta Smith dropping three balls in the preseason and he dropped literally six his entire college career. He dropped six passes in three years. He dropped three in Eagles preseason games. It's just. The way it goes. No, I don't think he's really going to have an issue dropping balls. But uh, we have to be healthier than we've been. That's almost like you you have to purposely, like people have to be, you have to purposely be breaking legs or something to be more injured than we were last year or the year before. So, it's again, it's an up in the air unknown. If the offensive line is healthy and the defensive line is healthy, who knows what could happen. I just think with with there's going to be a lot of growing pains and people are not setting themselves up for it. They're setting themselves up for disappointment. But I'll, yeah, health wise, you almost have to be healthier than you've been. It's almost impossible to be more injured than we've been lately.
0: Yeah, uh, this this one's for you. Um, and I see Dave <laughs> asked about where's Miles Sanders' 1,000 yard season. Let me tell you something, man. Miles is going to be the best player on the Eagles' offense this year. I I truly believe that. And I think he wasn't utilized at all last year. And I think he's going to be fresh. I do. So.
1: DJ says, Hertz is so good. Then turns around and says, we're not a 10 win team. He knows Hertz is bad. Okay. Football. There's 11 guys on offense and 11 guys on defense. I can think Jalen Hertz is a much better quarterback than Gardner Minshew and still say this team isn't good enough to win. Like, what do you mean? And Gardner Minshew again, again, Went one and fifteen last year. Well, I think Nick Foles had well, had a put. No, not Nick Foles. He was in Chicago already. He didn't. He he started thirteen out of sixteen games. He won one of them. that's your option? That's better than Jalen Hurts if you're talking about a quarterback winning games. This guy never won anything. Yeah,
0: I I don't get it, man. Um, it's a much different game.
1: You can be a good quarterback with a bad team. You can be a good quarterback with a, a young learning team. You can be a quarterback. Just can't single-handedly win games. I mean, there was years where Aaron Rodgers didn't have help in green Bay and you, you would never say Aaron Rodgers sucks because they didn't go undefeated. Right?
0: Yeah. I just want to know where this interpretation of like Jalen hurts, just can't play at all is coming from. Cause I don't get it. I, I really don't.
1: I don't either. I wish we would have saw more in the preseason. I don't think he's injury prone. I don't, I mean, you know, you like Patrick Mahomes was out here playing a whole half of football. Like Tom Brady was out here playing a first quarter. Why are we resting Jalen Hurts the entire preseason? He played two series the first game. So I wish we would have got to see more, but it's probably because Howie Roseman has an obsession with quarterback controversies and he's like, nah, we're not going to play Jalen Hurts. We're going to leave that as a big question mark still, and then we're going to go trade for Gardner Minshew so I can get another quarterback controversy
0: brewing. He loves the quarterbacks, man. Yo, call in 215-798-7638. Give us your thoughts. Eagle Sixers, man. Um, Dave says uh, 25 carries a game for miles. I don't know about that, but I think he should get a, you know more than seven. He should get more than two in the second <laughs> half. I mean, you know what? That's another thing, DJ. Like people are counting Miles Sanders out for what? <laughs> I don't know where. Nothing this, yeah. but positives, man.
1: Yeah, that started this offseason, too, where Miles Sanders is no good and he's overrated. I don't know when that started. This dude has been an absolute beast since his rookie year. Again, a really bad team makes everything look bad, and then everyone's like, oh, this guy sucks.
0: I don't get it, bro. I don't get it.
1: But I I am excited to see a, a, a running game that, you know, running back by committee, kind of, like there's a lot more weapons than just Miles Sanders on the team the way we won the super bowl was using different running backs strategically so you know i'm expecting to see maybe even gainwell in the regular season you know he looked pretty good in the preseason but i'm expecting to see and jordan howard's only 26 and people forget that too and actually somebody reminded me a couple like a couple weeks ago and i was like what jordan howard's 26 i thought he was like 31 and yeah. ready to retire yeah we well, so he, he, he could have a he could have a comeback season too
0: Yeah, we get these notions that, like, these guys are older, but, I mean, I don't know, man. He just – we got to figure out this running back room. And even Boston Scott, like, people don't like Boston Scott. I think he's a a little Darren Sproles type of player, you know, have, like, one of those hot games. Um, But I think Miles Sanders has to be the cream of the crop here. Like, he's got to be the beast that takes over. I think he can have a 1,000-yard season. I really don't see a problem with that. And then that'll take – you know, help take pressure off of Jalen Hurts. And then, you know, Jalen Hurts is also a threat on the ground as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of different dimensions that can come up with this offense. So, we'll see what happens, man.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think NZ Philly watches my YouTube channel. Maybe not, but he said uh, San- Sanders is a fumble machine who can't catch. He gets hate for a reason. Um, so, we got to go look at his stats because you, you have a short-term memory in 2020 when the team fell apart he had a 53 point catch percentage in 2019 he had a 79.4 catch percent catch percentage 8.1 yards per target so he 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 had trouble catching the ball last year with you know rotating quarterbacks and literally no offensive line 2019 he didn't seem to have trouble catching the ball at all
0: yeah a lot you know a lot of people have been concerned with that at the end of the day from the sample size that we saw on the field, like, I don't know. It's just, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like it, in 2019,
1: like, this guy had 50 catches for 500 yards in 2019. I'm pretty sure that's more than Nelson Aguilar had in 2018 as a wide receiver.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and also you got to look at the utilization as well. Like all, all we're trying to say is that, you know, we are not a contender this year, so we need to give some of these guys chances to see, you know, where they're at. uh he said, I know football very well. I should know Hurts is horrible. I don't understand where, you know, he's looked horrible. I'm willing to get. And again, it you know, it wasn't the right pick at the time. It never will be. But, you know, it's just like you got to give the guy a chance. Like, what else are we going to run with now? Maybe we draft a quarterback next year. A lot of people wanted Deshaun Watson. That's out of the equation now. So it's like, you, you know, if, if Jalen Hurts was a six-round quarterback, fine. You know, I, I get it. But give the guy a chance. See what he has.
1: So 53% is trash. Sanders has regressed every year, period. How old do you think this guy is? <laughs> Bro, he was a rookie in 2019. He regressed one year. How is that regressing every year? There's only two years.
0: Yeah, and, and and why did why did he regress? Let's talk about how he got six carries in the first five minutes of the of the game, and he was non-existent again. in the second half. Let's talk about that. I don't get it, man. Who do we yeah, want I mean, at running back? Who do we want to go draft one in the first round? Let me tell you something. You can find uh, running backs there are a dime
1: a dozen. So I, I just don't get it, man. Miles Sanders will have a comeback year this year, and everyone will forget about twenty twenty. Twenty twenty made everybody think everybody sucked, because Carson Wentz was not horrible in two thousand nineteen either. In twenty twenty, Carson Wentz the worst thing that's ever happened. He's terrible.
0: Yeah. And um, Jason says Hertz made history in three starts last year. He actually did break a few records, but uh, I, I guess people don't want to don't want to realize that. I mean, at one point we were literally sitting here saying like. Carson needs to be benched for Jalen Hurts because he actually showed some promise. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just crazy, man.
1: Yeah, because we were seeing the same thing every week, and it was ridiculous. And I was like, is there even – do they even practice, or is Doug Peterson just saying, hey, guys, I'll see you Sunday?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and it's crazy because last year it it kind of felt like we practiced too much. And then this year it feels like we didn't see enough of them. So – I mean, we still have our doubts and concerns, but I just don't know what the expectation is. I, I don't know why, you know, it's not like we're a 12-win team ready to go for a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know,
1: a lot a lot of things have to be good other than just the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. We got 155
0: in here, man. What's going on, everybody? Drop a like, subscribe to the channels. Call into the show, man. We're waiting on some callers. Give us your thoughts. You know, you got Heavy opinion about the Sixers, about the Eagles, about Jalen Hurts, about Gardner Minshew. Think he's going to lead us to the next Super Bowl. Let us know, man. Let us know. Call into the show. Give us some thoughts.
1: But the the uh, the the major weak link of this team is still the linebackers, and it, it's it's going to be till Hallie Roseman decides to to uh, address it. And we sit here and overrate players like Alex Singleton in the preseason. And the guy's terrible. The guy's absolutely awful. Yeah. He's too small. He's too slow. Everybody loves his heart. That's what we love in Philly. He's like a he's like a T.J. McConnell. We love his scrappiness. He's scrappy. And he has heart. And he tries really hard. Yeah, anybody can go out there and try really hard. The guy yeah. missed the tackle in the preseason trying to grab someone around the shoulders in the wide open field. Like, that's basic tackling that you learn in middle school. He's not good. T.J. Yeah. Edwards, eh. Eric Wilson, eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um,
0: I think our defense has improved, and I think it'll be better. I'm actually excited about our secondary, but then again, I'm a bit worried because if one of our starters go down, whether it's Slay, Nelson, or maybe Avante Maddox, who the heck do we have behind those guys? I mean, I watched Zach McPherson get absolutely torched. People were trying to make this guy out to be a good fourth-round pick. He got absolutely scorched, okay? Um, Who else? Craig James. I mean, guys like this, you know, if they end up coming in at corner, I mean, really, I'm worried. And in terms of, you know, I think our D-line will be strong, but are we going to see more pressure towards the quarterback? You know, it's about scheme as well. And like you said, our linebackers, man, they we just haven't valued the position. We haven't valued it. So it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough.
1: So uh, PFF ranked Hurts as the 31st quarterback in the NFL. Right, I'm sure some of the people in the chat agree with that, and I guess people, his haters and PFF know something that I don't know, if he's the 31st quarterback in the NFL, and some of the quarterbacks ahead of him never played an NFL game on that list. (sighs) Listen, Listen to what we're saying. Like, I'm not saying Jalen
0: Hurts is the future quarterback of the team. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people are thinking too much with, you know, Bias because of what happened a couple years ago. Like, please tell me that where this team uh, has given Jalen Hurts really a, a true chance to show what he has. If we're looking at four games at the end of a rookie year with all controversy around it, I, I just don't think that's a fair, you know, predictor of, of what may come. Maybe he doesn't pan out. That's fine. Maybe we draft a quarterback next year. But come on,
1: man. Where's Jalen Hurts on this list? I just found Chris Sims 2021 top 40 quarterback rankings. And I don't even know if I'm seeing Jalen Hurts on the list. <laughs> what? He's
0: not on here. Yeah, I think they ranked him uh too low.
1: He's he's outside the top forty? Yeah. Trey Lance. Who's Case Keenum.
0: Chris Sims. Yeah, he's the guy that everyone was talking about when they ranked him, like, really low.
1: Justin Fields never played a game. Tyrod Taylor. Tua. T- Teddy Bridgewater. Jared Goff. Mac Jones. Mac, how, how How is it even possible for Mac Jones to be there? I don't get it. I really don't. Andy Dalton, number 29. It
0: makes no sense, man.
1: Zach Wilson, 27. Oh, Daniel Jones, number 26.
0: Daniel Jones stinks, man. It, it's it's fine. It's fine. I just, you know, again, like people, people want to exile the quarterback position here. They did it with, you know, Carson at, at some point. And now, you know, it's just like, what do you want? It got, it's gotten to the point where it just keeps on rolling. Like, really, what what do we want at this point? We're not going to get a top free agent quarterback. Nobody, you know, even Deshaun Watson doesn't want to come here. And I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> he said he won't waive his trade clause. Yeah. And this guy is on
0: federal charges. Yeah, he's he like literally
1: work. He's lucky that teams even want to have him on their team. And he's like, nah, I'm not going there.
0: Bro, who cares about 300 yards? Did you win or lose? Well, let me tell you why we lost. We had an atrocious defense. Every every other guy on the offense, what were we working with, man? And I don't know. It's just, I mean, you guys have these thoughts, man. Call into the show. Give us some thoughts, man. Come voice football, your opinion.
1: Football is not win or loss. Football is, there's just, it just doesn't make sense. There's too many, there's too many moving parts for, for wins and losses.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, I never saw a player get hated by his own fan base for no reason besides him getting drafted to a team who didn't need him. We can all agree. We can all sit here and agree that we did not need that pick at that time. And the pick will never be justified. But it's just like, come on, man.
1: Exactly. Someone said, is Mac Jones even the starter? Exactly. They can't even decide if he's better than Cam Newton at this point, And he's number 30 on the list. How is that even possible? Taysom Hill is 24. Taysom Hill is awful.
0: <laughs> oh man. I think uh I th- I think the Eagles are going to be underdogs in a lot of games. I think they're going to prove a, you know, some people wrong. I think they may end up with a few more wins,
1: but He also has Josh Allen at number 2. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a, I'm a Josh Allen fan, but how do you just throw him in a top 5 like that after, you know, one breakout season?
0: Yeah, it it's rough, man. It's rough. I. <sighs> what it what is what's up with Philly fans nowadays, man? What is it? I I don't get it. We're in a tough spot, man. We don't need more controversy. That's what got I, us through this spot.
1: Yeah, you know, why can't everybody accept? Hey, this team's in, a, in basically in rebuilding mode, and have a positive outlook going towards the season. You know, you were terrible last year you know you're probably not going to be great this year, so why are you going to sit here and be like, he's not the answer, he's terrible. Right. Let's let's put in Gardner Minshew, who's also not the answer, and if it's wins and losses, the guy won one game in 13 starts last year. <laughs> I, I, I still can't believe that he
0: got traded for a six-round pick. Like, only He's, Howie Roseman would find a way to do
1: that, honestly. Yeah. Who even trades anything for a sixth-round pick?
0: Yeah. I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence is going to be a really good quarterback. And in a way, it's like, you know, Minshew came in for Nick Foles, who they paid like $80 million to. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, now they have Trevor Lawrence, and they pretty much just kicked him to the curb. But um,
1: So that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. They they named Trevor Lawrence the starter and they immediately got rid of the guy that has this magic hold on fan bases because they don't want a quarterback controversy and they want their rookie quarterback to go in there and have a clear mind and not have any pressure behind him and focus on being as good as he can possibly be. Yeah, exactly. So they named him the starter and they got rid of a potential quarterback controversy right away instead yep. of maybe Trevor Lawrence struggling for three games and the fan base chanting Minshew mania. And Howie Roseman was like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'll take your quarterback controversy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Whoever just called into the show, man, call back. You hung up way too fast, man. I'm trying to bring you on. So, call to the show. We're here. We're waiting. Let
1: us know. Let us know Tays- how you guys feel about this. Taysom Hill is a tight end. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear somebody call that has an opinion on Jalen Hurts. I want to hear it, man. Come on.
0: Yeah, someone called, man, and they hung up too fast you have other people texting the phone line we don't want texts, man we want phone calls you can post a comment
1: just like a text
0: right because we haven't seen him play one preseason every other quarterback has played but hurts how do we know what to expect from him that's the thing we don't know what to expect but tell me tell me how that makes sense you don't know what to expect from the guy and you're ready to throw him out to the curb that's what i'm saying
1: all I can, the only prediction I can make off of Jalen Hurts is how hard it looks like he works. The only prediction I can make, I can only assume he's going to be better than he was last year, based off of his work ethic. If if he proves me wrong, then he proves me wrong. But I have no reason to think he's terrible.
0: Yo yo, what's going on? Welcome on into the show.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good, man. I gotta be honest. Just looking in the in the chat and everything. It just kind of aggravates me to see Philly fans not giving him a chance at all. You know, and and I just kind of commented I wonder that if Ben Simmons has kind of ruined Philly fans forever. And now, you know, we were so patient with him for so many years. And now we got a guy like Jalen Hurts that's just getting dogged by Philly fans for no reason. And I don't know. I just kind of don't understand it. Real Philly fans, I feel like, would want to settle with him for now and just at least see what he can do and just kind of end this, you know, circus that's been going on lately.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that uh, Philly fans are on a short leash because they kind of see these teams, you know, bugging down a little bit, and we're getting impatient, but we just have to, you know, face the reality, you know? Like, it's just who we are right now, and Philly fans just don't want to be patient anymore. I get it, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that we can just, you know, sit here and throw a guy out already that hasn't, had
2: a chance, you know? Yeah. you look at, you know, kind of the skills and everything that he has, you know, I mean, I I feel like the league has kind of gone more in the direction of like more athletic quarterbacks than sort of pocket passer quarterbacks. Um, And that's kind of, I mean, what he is. And I mean, I I think if people just gave him a chance to see what he could do, you know, he would probably do better because I'm sure he sees a lot of this hate that's that's getting thrown his way and you know it's probably hurting his confidence i'd imagine yeah uh which you know can only hurt
0: yeah absolutely and i, I think that he has handled it uh pretty well to this point you know but um let's see if uh, mm-hmm. let's see if dj can hear you can
1: yeah i can hear i can hear the call i don't think he can hear me through through the phone though
3: oh yeah i can hear you
1: oh you can all right cool well wow, that's cool i don't know how or why but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. sweet i know why because the, the desktop <laughs> audio through the computer
3: so
2: it does. Uh, uh, I just have one other kind of like question about, um, I guess, Devontae Smith uh, kind of being like our number one receiver. Uh, you know, it, it, he's a good receiver and everything, and I'm excited to see what he can do. I just am kind of scared that maybe there might be another Deshaun Jackson situation where he's putting up tons of numbers and everything, but he's not really on the field when we need him to be on the field because he's so undersized and getting, you know, hurt so much, getting so many concussions and things like that. Uh, I just like, how how far do you see him going as a number one receiver with the Eagles?
1: I think if you, I think if you, uh, if you look at early, the first stint we had with Deshaun Jackson, you know, and compare it to that really, because Deshaun Jackson was an animal and he was a pro bowl wide receiver. And I don't think he really had many injury problems in the first couple years of his career. They were really that, – that later signing with Deshaun Jackson was just like, come on, the guy's done. He he, you know, he was in Tampa Bay and played like three games the whole season. I, I didn't understand it, but I think uh, Devonta Smith, at least the beginning of his career, he's so lightning quick off the line. It's unbelievable. Just from a couple of plays in the preseason and what you see in the training camp highlights and stuff, there's not a lot of corners that are going to stick with this kid right off the jump. Um, And I don't think it matters how big he is because he's going to run past everyone. If, uh, you know, if the, if he's running across the middle and gets popped by a linebacker, that's a different situation. I might just keep him on the outside, fade routes and go routes and don't even let him see the middle of the field. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have injury problems yeah. for, for a while, at least.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's the one thing I think scares me with, with Jalen is just being so new as a quarterback and, Hopefully he doesn't, you know, kind of have that guy hanging out there in the middle or anything and putting him in a bad situation, you know, because i like to see him, you know, stay with the Eagles for a long time. Devontae Smith, I mean, cause, I mean, that guy's got probably some of the best footwork I've ever seen from a wide receiver. So uh, that guy, I think he's going to put up some big numbers for the Eagles over the years.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's what we've been uh, needing as well. And I think if he stays healthy, I, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I really do. And. I expect him to, you know, beef up a little bit and stuff, but um, hopefully he can stay on the field for us, man. We've this is the guy we've been missing out and waiting on, you know? So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really anticipate him beefing up yeah. beefing up at all. I think he's just that kind of body type that can't gain a pound. He's probably gonna be hundred and sixty pounds his his whole career. Uh but it was a good point about a young quarterback because young quarterbacks and experienced quarterbacks can definitely get somebody killed on the field by leading them into the defense. So yeah. Hopefully Hurts doesn't do that to him. Yep.
2: Hey, appreciate yeah. the call, man. Well, hopefully hopefully, Philly fans will get on Hertz's side, man. Uh, you know, that's something Philly fans have gotten behind people over the years, you know, and it just seems like nobody's ever gotten behind him really uh, the way they should. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't continue and he can do something to kind of sway people, people's opinions and we can get this thing rolling, you know.
0: Absolutely. Let's uh let's hope that uh we can finally find a way to rally around him, you know. But hey, appreciate the call, man.
2: Yeah, thanks man. appreciate talking to you guys, man.
1: Thanks, bro. Landon Dickerson can finally practice. There we go. I I think he has a bright future
0: as well. Um you know, we we got to find a lot from our young guys this year, man. That's where we're at.
1: Yeah, and I I hated the pick, of course, because he was injured when we drafted him and he's had season-ending injuries in college and if he could stay healthy, he's a he's an absolute tank, and they say he has, you know, some of the quickest hands and best footwork of a guy that size yep. that they've seen for a while. So it's all about health with him. I have no doubts that if he's healthy, he's going to be a, a franchise, you know, offensive lineman. Hello?
0: yo, yo, what's going on? What's going on, guys?
1: Welcome on in, bro.
0: Give us your thoughts.
4: Hey, uh, yeah, I've been listening, dude. Uh, I'm not even a Philly fan, but I'm a Minshew fan, right? Right. All right. Well, I like Hurts, too, though. But I don't think Hurts is, you know what I mean? I don't think he wants it, like Minshew. You know? (laughs) What,
0: What do you mean, exactly?
4: Like, 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 when he got pulled, and I was watching the Bama game. When he got pulled in the national championship game, dude, and just went to the sideline, like, all right, you know what I mean? I just was like, whoa, you know? So, you you know, when when Mitch got picked up, drafted by Jacksonville, I didn't even know who he was. And I was watching, I was like, damn, this kid's hungry. And I don't know how old old are y'all guys.
1: How old am I? I'm 34. Yeah, how old are y'all? I'm yeah, around the same age.
4: Yeah. But do you remember when Drew Brees played for San Diego? Yeah. Well, they drafted uh Philip Rivers, and Rivers come in took took the job from him. But I mean, we all knew how that played out with Drew Brees, though. So.
1: Yeah, I think Drew. Well, I think. uh, uh Drew Bledsoe was towards the end of his career, and they drafted a young quarterback that, that came in. They actually drafted Eli Manning yeah. and traded him for. Uh, oh, uh,
4: yeah, yeah, Sunburst. they did. I,
1: yeah. yeah, that was a weird trade. I remember that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, w- w- they benched Hurts in the game. What was he supposed to do, stand there and refuse to go out of the game? <laughs> what was he supposed to do? You say yeah. he didn't want, yeah, he didn't yeah, want yeah, it because I mean, he listened to the coach. Hey, you're, you're benched. I mean, you kind of have to listen to the coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and,
4: and, yeah, I guess and, so. And,
0: and, 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 man, it's like you know. I understand what you're saying, but you know, I mean, I feel like Jalen Hurts has actually handled this well. Um, I mean, he could have he could have turned toxic quick, you know, with with all the speculation last year. I feel like he's just going about his business, and this off season, he hasn't really done anything to, you know, show me that he's not trying to take the next step. You know, I mean, all the things being yeah. good for now, but I I get some of the you know the negative points about his game but again he's still young man we we gotta at least give him a chance in my opinion
1: I think he wants it more than anybody I mean whether he's good or not is just a, a fit you're either good or you're not you can want it as much as you want and still not be good enough you know I mean, he might end up not being good enough but as far as wanting it the dude just seems like uber confident to me
4: yeah I would agree yeah 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 Billy's in a good situation man I think both of them both of them i mean for real i think both of them could be starters and something's going to go down by halfway in this a year if if hurts don't get injured and falls out oh shit but if he goes down and missy comes in there he might not get the spot back dude
0: let me let me ask you this before we get you off um cuz you, you you know you said that they could probably both be starters and i actually agree with that like are you surprised that the jags just – pretty much gave him away from you know nothing.
4: Dude that, that, I was shocked. That's the only reason I've been keeping up with them is because of Minshew.
0: So you're like like as I, much
4: as I have lately.
0: Yeah, so so like what what is your take then? Like are you surprised that you know you pretty much
4: just got nothing for him? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah. I mean I don't know why they done that, but well, they have Billy, Billy's about to come up, dude.
0: Yeah, let's hope so, man.
4: <laughs> I mean, y'all's offensive line's healthy this year, right?
0: Uh, questionable, questionable. That's big risk. I mean, we have talent, but you know, we got to stay healthy, man. We have not been healthy for a good four years, in my opinion. So, yeah, but hey, appreciate the takes, man. Well, yeah, man.
4: Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it, dude. you take care. Thank you I'll be listening. Yes,
1: sir.
0: All right, man, later. Wow, that was interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh at you, man. Shout out to you. Thanks for the call. So, hey, this guy actually follows Gardner Minshew like people follow LeBron James. Like, whatever that, team he goes to, was I'm going to watch.
0: About. Like, I didn't know that Gardner Minshew had, like, a good fan base. Like, that's what, that kind of scares me. Like, if Minshew mania, you know, comes to Philadelphia, it might get hectic up in here, like the Folesian society.
1: Jacksonville traded him because their goal was to get rid of any potential quarterback controversy behind their rookie quarterback. Yeah. They were only given
0: for anything, man.
1: Howie Roseman welcomed it because he wants one. Yeah.
0: There you go. Quarterback we, factory. Let's see what the next caller says. Let's see if we got a similar take or, you know, we'll take a couple more, but um, let's see what this guy has to say. Yo, 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 you're live on the show. What up?
3: Not much. Yo, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Hey. Pretty good. Uh, I just think it's time we just ride or die with uh, Hurts because you got people, I don't know if you listen to WIP, asking to put Flacco in, you know, as the starting role. (laughs) 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 I can't believe it, man. We, yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to remember everybody clamoring to put Bobby Hoyne as a starter back in
1: 98. Bobby Hoyne. I thought I had a Bobby Hoyne.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's stupid. I mean, put Hurtson, he's got a rough enough job with three head coaches, you know, Kyle Howie, the owner, and uh, Sirianni. It's just nuts.
0: Yeah, what do what do you think about I mean, what um, do you guys think what do you, what do you think about the Minshew thing? Do you think it, it there's any substance Minshew to it? Thing,
3: yeah, the Minshew thing, thing. I'm not concerned with. He's not going to get in there. I don't think. Nah. There's a better shot of Flacco getting in there, but I think Hurts is going to do the entire seventeen. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not that concerned. I hope I think
0: so. He's have a good year. Um, I want to ask you and and also DJ. Feel free to partake in this, but like one thing we didn't touch on is. Nick Sirianni, you know, is he going to have enough authority? Like, is he going to be able, as a rookie head coach, right, With especially with how our structure is as a team, like, do you think he's even going to have the ability to really do everything he wants with Jalen Hurts?
3: Uh, not at all. I think he's just a uh, walking, talking puppet. <laughs> he's just a glad yes, to be there. And, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, take a look. The last coach we had won a Super Bowl, and that wasn't good enough for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and and his opening press conference, I really just hated the way he kissed Howie Roseman's ass and just like, oh, this roster's so great, and these guys built such an amazing roster. And we were like, you're lying to the fan base right now. We get it. We get it. But, you know, he could have just been a little more honest. Like, this team's in a transition period. I'm a new coach. So that's, you know, the way he kissed Howie Roseman's ass in that first
3: yeah, remember back in sixteen when they hired Doug, they said it was gonna be a two to five year window to rebuild. Yeah. And then they won the Super Bowl and two years later he's being fired.
0: Yeah. I mean it's very weird the way our Yeah, it's it's so crazy. It's, it really is. I was just gonna say, like, you know, with everything that happened and, and you get rid of the Super Bowl head coach, but you don't get rid of the guy that put together the roster, and you know, it's almost like why? Like, why why not hit the reset button or at least try to, you know, switch up some of the young guys we have in here, which we did. But I, I just – I think there's a structure problem, in my personal opinion. I think there's a structure problem with the Eagles, and I don't think it's going to come to an end anytime soon. I don't either.
3: Well, yeah, you I guys have a good day. Yeah, I got to –
0: Hey, thanks for the call, bro.
1: I, I think Very this well, might be you, the bro. final straw for Howie Roseman. Not that he's going to get fired, but – he could definitely end up in uh, a Chip Kelly situation where he basically got demoted uh, because he wasn't doing a good job. Um, but, but
0: would that happen, though? I just don't see Jeffrey Lurie doing that. It's, it's but, I,
1: sad. but I also think when people think Sirianni is not going to have, like, power, I think maybe last year and the year before, and Howie Roseman's like, all right, I got to basically give this new coach as much power as he wants because people hate me. Yep. Or maybe he doesn't care at all that people hate him.
0: I don't get it, man. And and I feel like he kind of made the Devontae Smith pick on basis of where Eagles fans were at. But that doesn't resolve everything that happened over the last couple of years. Like, people just seem to forget about that. And I don't know. It, it's rough, man. But we'll probably take one more call and then we'll end up getting out of here. But you got these calls have been great, man. We love the insight. Um, people are talking about the the Colts just placed Carson Wentz on the uh COVID nineteen list.
1: We need to start calling it COVID twenty two at this point. Yeah, right. Well, I guess he's unvaccinated, so yeah, he know. wouldn't answer. He set himself up for that. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what, do you what do
0: you think about that though? Do you think he's you think he's going to earn us that first round pick?
1: No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think so. They have to. He has to play seventy percent, and they have to make the playoffs, or he has to play seventy five percent. And he broke his foot like the second day of training camp. No, the right. guy just nope. It's and it's not one recurring injury. It's just I don't know. He's made a glass for some reason, right? Shoulder. His rookie season, he missed preseason because of his shoulder. Then he started and played good. Then the next year, he played amazing and tore his ACL. Then he came yep. back the year after that and had a back issue. Uh, Now he broke every his year. Every
0: year. Every <laughs> single year, man. Uh, Kevin says, come on, it's a great backup, let alone it's a fifth rounder at best. How he can't do anything right, in your opinion? Look, we're not saying it was a bad move to get him for a six round pick. That's not what we're saying at all. I think it was a good move. It was smart. But all I'm saying is, at the end of the day, like based off of what has happened before, you know, and just looking at where our team is as a whole. Like we just have to reassure Jalen hurts that it's his job, you know, and that's just how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. And if you're in a rebuilding period and you're not expecting to be great in the first place, why is one of your obligations a reliable backup quarterback? (laughs) I Just don't get it. You should let Jalen hurts run the show. And if he goes out for a couple of games, you put Joe Flacco in there. It doesn't matter. Right. Now we got to deal with Minshew mania. If he comes in and I know if he comes in, he's going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns and then we're in a heap of trouble again.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, you know how he made a couple nice signings this off season. I mean, he's trying to get back to the old identity. I just think that years ago, everything he did was just perfect and it's hard to replicate that. So, and I think what happened last year was a fireball offense, Like, I just don't understand how it's justified that we got rid of a Super Bowl head coach and we got rid of the quarterback, but we kept the one guy here. You know, that was also a part of it. That's what I don't understand. So,
1: yeah, it was a combination of Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman. And how, Doug, Doug Peterson just wanted to leave because he was tired of answering to Howie Roseman, basically. Uh, and he could have, you know, resigned at the beginning of the season instead of wasting a whole year not trying to win. Yeah exactly but (laughs) in overtime and shit like that
0: shout out to everybody in the chat uh we'll take a last call if anybody wants to give their opinion but chat you know let us know if you guys enjoyed the stream man we didn't even know that we could do the the duo calling but now that we know that um you know we'll definitely be doing that more for sure that's pretty cool but yeah let let us know if you guys are enjoying this man um appreciate all the thoughts you know even if we don't agree I, I you know, we both appreciate people that can actually have a conversation about it, you know, and, and that's what this whole thing is about. You know, you don't have to turn toxic. You don't have to do this. We agree. We disagree on some things and, and that's the beauty of it. So we do appreciate everybody that's hanging strong. I mean, it's a Monday afternoon and we still got one hundred thirty something people in the chat. So shout out to you guys, man.
1: Yeah, just the fact that people think Minshew is better than Hurts is annoying because here we go again. That's all I'm saying. We're not giving anybody time to prove if they're good or not. We go and trade for a guy that people think is better than him, and now here we go again.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I want to say at the end of this, despite everything that we've talked about, the Eagles could possibly still win the division, as crazy as I may sound now. Because honestly, every other team sucks. They suck. I thought the Giants were going to take it by the helm. Let me tell you something. The Giants have no quarterback, okay? That's just the truth of it.
1: I (laughs) I didn't watch it last night. Was he that bad?
0: I mean, he was, you know, he started out bad. He just has those dummy moments, you know, where he just... And, you know, all he had to do was step up a little bit. He kind of looks like the same guy, if I'm being honest. Like, you know, he'll he'll have a good game here, a good game there. And then, you know, Giants fans want to punch him in the face. And he... (laughs) He looks like he isn't living up to that potential. So I, I just don't see him as being like that quarterback to help the team take the next step to contending. Like he's just an average quarterback.
1: Yeah. And he probably will be. And he probably, his future probably won't be in New York and he'll be another uh, Gardner Minshew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because Giants fans were the first ones to comment saying that Eagles now have a, co- a quarterback controversy. But it's like they they probably would die for Gardner Minshew right now.
1: That's what I don't understand. If he's as good as his stats say, why well, didn't teams that actually need a quarterback go trade for him? Why well, was Howie Roseman the only one that gave up a six-round pick?
0: Right. I, I don't understand that either. But anyway, appreciate everybody calling into the show, man. You guys are the best. Shout out to everybody on both channels. Be sure to drop a like sub if you're new. And uh, we'll definitely be doing this again. Um, Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. You guys have a great one. And uh, we will catch you next time. Peace. Peace.